Hey everyone, this is David Brandt with Problem Solved, the IISE podcast, and we're recording this week from the Healthcare Systems Process Improvement Conference 2024, taking place February 13th through the 15th at the Crown Plaza Atlanta Perimeter at Ravinia. We've got a special episode today directly from the official conference kickoff with the recording of an onstage Q&A with Emory Healthcare's Victoria Jordan and Advocate Health's Amanda Mewborn. Jordan is also the president-elect of IISE, and Mewborn is its immediate past president. Allie Anderson from the Shepherd Center moderated the Q&A in which they discussed how they got involved with the conference, their passion for improving healthcare, and what new attendees can do and learn from their own conference experience. I'll start with quick introductions. So as Cody said, I'm Allie Anderson. I work at the Shepherd Center. We've got a little contingent here. We're locals to Atlanta, um, and we're excited to be here. So quick introductions, names, organizations, titles. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Victoria Jordan. I'm the Vice President of Quality and Patient Safety for Emory Healthcare in Atlanta. Glad to be here today because Joint Commission showed up at one of our hospitals this morning. <laughs> I am Group Vice President at Advocate Health. I uh, lead planning, design, and construction. Um, so we wanted to start this event rather than just starting with um, here's where to go, here's where to be, here's what to do. We wanted to start with a bit of a discussion. Um, and so the first question I have for you ladies is, is kind of why are you here? How, how, help us understand the purpose of this conference. Who's going first? You are. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I'm here because I have a passion for improving uh, healthcare processes. And I think the purpose of this meeting is to allow us to network, learn from each other, uh, learn how to better serve our patients and, and each other to some extent as well um, in this setting. I always, I had a background in um, quality, or sorry, yeah, work in quality about 40 years and I, I had a background in industrial and systems engineering and um, enjoyed working in manufacturing and applying the skills. I always kind of felt bad that I couldn't uh, help people. I always kind of envied nurses and doctors and teachers and people who were able to help people. But I thought, you know, that's just not my skill set. Mine is science, math. And so um, was pretty happy in manufacturing and then realized um, that I could apply those skills to um, to healthcare. And you have the next slide? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it became a turning point for me when my sister was diagnosed with multiple myeloma in uh, 2003. And um, she was not quite 40 when she died of complications of a bone marrow transplant. She had two young kids, you see them there in the middle. And um, it, it, I was not working in healthcare then, but had started doing some consulting work with a regional hospital. And through that effort and through the experience uh, with Cindy, I realized that uh, we were way behind in healthcare compared to manufacturing in terms of quality. And in retrospect, I realized she had several things that went wrong with her care. She had delayed treatment. She had um, misdiagnosis. There were a lot of things that I think um, you know, eventually led to her passing, and that really gave me a passion for taking the skill set that I had learned and applied in manufacturing and moving it to healthcare. And I think many of you have a similar story. Many of you are in healthcare because you have a personal passion or personal experience, either yourself or with your family. And I'm, to me, that's why we're all here. Um, also, my mother just recently passed away a year ago um, from hospital-acquired pneumonia, not at Emory. 
<laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I just realize how much work we have to do to keep our patients safe. And I appreciate the opportunity to be able to work in that space, and I know you all do too. Thank you for sharing that with us. Amanda, tell us more. Well, I consider the Society for Health Systems my professional home, so I am here because I enjoy getting to see, uh, I would say old friends, but they're not old. Um, they're just friends that I've had for a long time. Long, long time friends. Yeah, long time friends. Um, I've been coming to this conference, I think I've made just about every year since 2006. So I really enjoy learning from folks. Um, I love the networking. I have never applied for a job. Um, it's all been through networking. And so um, making professional friends and learning from others is a huge benefit to the conference. And honestly, it's really fun. Um, these people that are here, uh, some of you, how many people are first time attendees?
and I met Joyce through involvement with the um, with this uh, conference and the Society for Health Systems. So you can make some lifelong um, friends outside of uh, professional networks too. So that's one thing I like. The second thing I like is the size of this conference. It's usually around maybe three to four hundred people, which sounds like a lot, but if you go to other conferences that have thousands of people, there's you're just like a face, and um, nobody notices if you're not there, and nobody comes up and introduces themselves. At this conference, um, I would wager to say that you will be lucky to leave here without having met at least half of the people attending this conference. Uh, so I enjoy the, the personal connections and the smaller intimate size of the conference and some of the pictures are showing up there through the years. Um, I shared some pictures with uh, Cody uh, to share up there uh, through the years the different conferences and um, as I mentioned, it's also fun. Um, another thing that I've really enjoyed about this conference is it's a safe space to develop your presentation skills. Um, I presented at this conference most years um, and volunteered in some way at the conference. And so, again, it's a safe space where you can get um, positive uh, reinforcement and encouragement from your peers and learn um, presentation skills. And you can learn a lot. So, uh, I happen to work in construction. I'm probably the only person here that works in construction of healthcare facilities. Hopefully not, but maybe. And I can learn a whole lot from uh, people who work in the various uh, sectors within healthcare or even outside of healthcare. Uh, today I got to go on the Chick-fil-A tour this morning. How many of y'all are going on Friday? So quite a few. Um, it was phenomenal. You're probably like, what does a fast food chicken restaurant have to do with healthcare improvement? Uh, well, when it's led by uh, engineers who make improvements in, in uh, the space of fast food restaurant, there's a lot of parallels, and I learned a ton this morning and had a great time and really enjoyed the lunch, too. <laughs> so that's another thing I love is that you can learn from, um, there's applications from other industries as well as even within healthcare, all of us are doing uh, diverse things, and we can learn from each other. So those are just a few of the reasons just I really like it. Just a couple of thoughts. so many first-time attendees. I know I've spoken to at least a couple people who are moving back for their first time after COVID, right? We all had to take a conference break. Um, but what are some things you would recommend to get the most out of their week to both first-time attendees or a seasoned attendee who, like, I know, I've been here, I know what we're doing, some of it has changed. Um, but what, what would you recommend? I would recommend avoiding the temptation to fire up your computer or your phone. Um, be in the present um, and experience all the things that you can while you're here. It's a special time and you're, you're only here two and a half days and, you know, go to the keynotes. Uh, um, David Breed is awesome from Chick-fil-A. He's going to speak here and you get a chance to go to the, the tour. That's, that's really fun too. Um, uh, Heather Dexter from Emory St. Joseph's is going to be speaking um, on Thursday evening, afternoon, and I don't know all the keynotes, but the keynotes are always really, really good, so I would encourage you to be there. We have so many nice breakout sessions that it's going to be hard to decide where to go. If you're here with other people, I recommend you split up and go to different ones so that you can compare later and uh, share with each other. One of the things I usually ask uh, my team to do is if you go to a conference, um, you, get the, you get the slides and things. When you get back to your organization, share that information with others. So those are some of the things I would recommend. Also, the networking. Um, be sure that you sign up for dinner if you haven't already. Uh, spend time 
getting outside of your group, if you travel with other people, meet, meet some others, might take advantage of that networking opportunity and receptions as well. Um, and I guess lastly, uh, go, go buy the vendors. Uh, I don't mean to sound like a sales pitch, but it, it really is nice that they're here and we appreciate their support. And there are always cool things to see and learn about there. I've, I've learned a lot from, from that. Um, what else? I think Victoria's still on my list. I made a list on my phone. Um, Let me see if I have anything. Did I email it to you? Um, so Victoria mentioned the Dine Around Dinners. They're tomorrow night. Uh, you need to sign up. There are reservations already made at a whole bunch of different restaurants. Sign up for a restaurant, try new food, um, meet some new people. It's great social time to kind of balance the education time. Um, I'm seeing her. Uh, she did mention the poster sessions. So there's uh, time dedicated to poster sessions. Please take the time to go. Um, that's an opportunity. It looks like a cover of Cosmopolitan. I know. That's a great Yeah, mammography one back there. Yeah, so there'll be designated poster time where the posters will be manned by their authors, and you can hear more about their work. So please afford those folks opportunities to present their poster uh, during that time. Um, she didn't mention yoga and running. So, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> by uh, Dean and Liz each morning, and also yoga, um, and I think Pilates hosted each morning, so. And walks, for those of you who do not run. <laughs> <laughs> so I encourage you to take advantage of some of those healthy activities and take time to take care of you while you're here. Let me see if there's anything else. <coughs> okay, so you encouraged the exercise in the morning and I encouraged the receptions. What does that mean? <laughs>
did emerge from what was submitted, right? Because there's just trends going on in healthcare. I think we've got a small little cohort of people talking about ED um, and ED-related projects, because you know the ED is always hard. There's always processes to improve. Uh, we have some really great, we had a lot of kind of great analytics and emerging technologies uh, presentations out there. Um, but it's just, it's, I mean, honestly, if I were to pick a theme, having read nearly every abstract that came through, um, it's just excellent. These abstracts and these presentations, I know many of you are presenters. Who's presenting? Hands? Yeah, a ton of people. Um, excellent, excellent work being presented. I think my theme might be FOMO, fear of missing out on all the presentations at the same time. Uh, but if, if anything, that's, that's what it is. It's just going to be a really great one. Great question. Yeah.
so seasoned and experienced. SHS and HSBI sooner. Um, I, I kind of dabbled. I, my very first mentor out of college um, told me all about Armand Dane's, a familiar name for many of you. Um, and it took me a little while to jump all the way in. So for those of you who are kind of considering it, like it has been an incredible experience to, to further connect with this network. So uh, if you're if you're hesitant and and thinking about it, I would just encourage to jump all in. That's a good suggestion. Okay, that's great. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jabba Jabour from Children's Health in Dallas. And I, like y'all, um, uh, had the transition from manufacturing to healthcare. Um, what were the main things besides barriers to implement methodologies that we have in uh, manufacturing into healthcare, and how did you overcome those? So, I'll start because I'm very passionate about this. So, for one thing, a lot of times people want to come right out of college and go straight into healthcare in, from industrial engineering and healthcare. I prefer to hire people who have worked in manufacturing first. The reason being, because we in general are so far ahead in quality and health in manufacturing compared to healthcare, if you just started healthcare, you never really know that gap and you never know how to close it. So to me, that's an that's invaluable experience that I think everybody should have to be able to give a, a baseline and a, a gap analysis and identify how things work. Um, secondly, um, when you do make that change though, it's always a challenge and uh, we typically have a little like orientation for our new engineers where we say, okay, let me just tell you what's different <laughs> because um, some of them, there's a lot, uh, some of the things, and, and you guys, many of you who've made that same transition can add to this, but uh, one is, I would say, one of the biggest factors is the hierarchical nature of healthcare. Uh, you don't see that nearly as much in manufacturing. In manufacturing, the CEO is known by their first name, they're on the floor, they're shaking hands, they're all part of the same team. In healthcare, it's a very hierarchical um, system. So that's one big difference that takes some getting used to. Um, another is that in general, our, our technology and computer systems are antiquated. Um, you know, at Emory, we've made this huge commitment to change that, and I'm sure, sure many of you have too, but in general, um, they're far behind. What else? Uh, well, then you've got to learn all the Joint Commission and, you know, all the metrics and all the, the regulatory side. But that's easy enough to learn. I, I think the hardest things to get used to are the culture and the, um, and the lack of technology or the less technology. I don't feel qualified to respond to your question because I've always worked in healthcare. Um, so that's the, the only thing I know. I, uh, while I was in college, I went to lunch with a story sister and she introduced me to the idea of working in healthcare as an industrial engineer and I've been all in ever since. And uh, I don't know if Mary Ellen is here. I'd give her a big shout out if she's here uh, today. But um, I have no experience outside of healthcare, uh, so I, I don't feel like I can add to your question. But Amanda's an IE and a nurse, so yeah, she's got that combination. Yeah, superpowers. <laughs> okay. Let's give these ladies a round of applause.